Last week on the Jeffersons. <laughs> Wheezy gets shot. George, I was at the health center and this thug came in and shot me, George. Oh, Lord, George. I can't make George. Call the police, George. Wheezy. Wheezy. Oh, George. You know what to help? <laughs> oh, George. Before I die, George, can you just put it in my ass, George? <laughs> Last week on the Jeffersons. <laughs> George, I got something to tell you, George. Me and Mr. Bentley are fucking. <laughs> right oh, Mr. J. I'm fucking wheezy. It's just a public service announcement. Hello, and welcome to Decoding 40. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect this. The podcast where we fearlessly and ferociously explore, debate, and laugh at the complex inner workings, issues, and thinking of today's grown only describe us as soldiers, survivors. Now here's the crew. Allow me to introduce myself to Mac, aka Mr. Rourke, making all your fantasies come true. Talk, talk so nicely. Up next, I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Brooklyn's best kept secret, Alan Rick. Half man, half amazing. Let's not forget, Mr. Straight with no chaser, and Harlem's adopted son, Leon, aka L. O. I'm complex. I excel, then prevail. And last, but definitely not. Not least, the master of impressions, One. king of the town, who's our favorite One, comedian. Two. I hope he becomes yours too. Now let's get it all in perspective. Mr. Vincent Perez. My family, what up? This is Decoding 40. You already know. Don't stop. No one can do it better. better, 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 better. Yo, sometimes, yeah. I come in the house and I have a little drink. Sometimes I have a little too much to drink and I beat my wife when I kick my dog in the ribs. Yeah, you started off. <laughs> Dakota Foy, you know, kind of calms me down a little bit there. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Welcome back to another episode of Decoding 40. I'm Vincent. What's up? This is Alaric. This is Leon, L.O., this is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Roy. A.k.a. I hear shies are smiling <laughs> on you. Where's the button for too soon? Isn't there, there's no too soon. No, there is no, there's too, no soon. too soon. Oh, uh, come only, on. Let's, it's only too late. I'll give you a kiss on the head if you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all. It's been all that uh, Uncle Phil abuse. That's oh, just driving shit. me to uh, oh, wow. over the edge. <laughs> over the edge. You're the best. <sighs> Yes. Oh, that's a nice little bottle there. It was too early in the morning. Do you notice it says 0. 0.0 uh, non-alcoholic? Alcohol-free alcohol? Yeah. Wait, that's Did, non-alcoholic Heineken? I don't know. It was like, it was too much happening. I couldn't understand. What Hold on. Like. Let me see that. Because if you're going to give me a non-alcoholic Heineken, you just so want to stab me in the neck. Heineken made in Odules is what you're telling me? Heineken 0.0. 0. 0. Yeah, oh, it's, it's alcohol-free. Alcohol Are you serious? My, great job. Oh, great job, man. How, I'm going to taste it anyway. How dare you? I know. Oh, my God. Why would you make that, Heineken? 
Stop making it right now. <sighs> Aren't we trying to get them as a And it looks in the same bottle. It looks in the right. same bottle. So it's confused. very disgusting. It's I was very so deceptive. Confused. So the fact that it said alcohol free didn't <laughs> tip you off? <laughs> Literally, I was like, maybe they're trying to be clever. I have no idea what's happening right now. Oh, my God. Oh. Alcohol free alcohol. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just drink a little douche, you know, that's or cool. a, a 0.0 Heineken because there's no alcohol in it, but it makes me feel like an alcoholic. It's better than drinking. old duels. Let me have some. Fuck it. I'm, I'm thirsty. It's definitely better than old duels, but not much. Not much. <laughs> well, but not you know much. what? I, don't, I, I can't remember the last time I had old duels, so. but that has a better taste, I think. That mm. has a better taste. Okay, well, I'll, I'll have to have... Yeah. It's a finer grade of bum piss. That's, there you go. There yeah. you go. These bums actually are from Paris. We are. Aren't we going <laughs> These are to Amsterdam bums? Process? This is imported bum piss. <laughs> Hello, yes. I'll have your finest bum urine. <laughs> if it's in. What Over a, ice. Over what ice. does Heineken mean? Holland. Hollandese. What do they call themselves? Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, your face just said, you ignorant <laughs> bastard. <laughs> he said Hollandese. <laughs> what they call themselves? Hollandese? <laughs> and Rick was like, Dutch, you ignorant fuck. <laughs> How ignorant are you? Let me taste this. Let me taste this. Me... The unveil. Here comes the unveil. Sure. Tastes like chlorinated water. And like, it, it basically tastes like the Heineken before they add the alcohol. Right. Which is like, I don't want, you have like a, something I can break the bottle with to cut my throat with it. <laughs> <laughs> no buzz. You didn't even bring back the whiskey. I did not. <laughs> Hudson stayed at home. <laughs> yes. Well, this is the earliest we've ever recorded. This is, yeah. This is, yeah. This is, this is this well, is no, but when in Miami, didn't we record at, was it three or was it earlier than that? I, I thought remember. we recorded earlier. It was still daytime. It was day. It was yeah, it was about one. Yeah, it was, it was early in yeah. Miami. I think we got there at one thirty or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but this is still the earliest. Yeah, yeah. That we've ever recorded. Yeah, yeah. After a night, yeah, of I recording. can't believe I bought yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, you just I don't know, man. This guy be losing his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously you know didn't have them. I did not have my glasses on. There you go. Here we go. Hence the zero point zero Heineken. Heineken. Yo, that's, that's whenever awful. you don't want to get drunk, right. <laughs> hang out with me, <laughs> and you feel like drinking something that tastes like Heineken. You're like a. This is like feels like you're a disappointing dad who promised to pick us up <laughs> and you never show, and you brought us bum beer. Damn. I'm waiting. And when he eventually dad? showed up three weeks later, he brought this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the steps waiting for my dad with my baseball glove, hoping to go to the hoping to go to the Mets game. And you come there three days later and take me to a Cyclone game in oh. MCU Park in Brooklyn. But where are the Mets? It's just like the Mets. Shut up, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Have a hot dog and a drink. <laughs> oh. So what's going on, fellas? What's up? What's going on this week? Recovery, yeah, recovery. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't. I was. I wasn't. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting up wasn't wasn't so bad, but you don't. When you have two little children, you don't get up on like your normal wake cycle. It's usually started with a scream mm. from either room. You're not really sure where this yelling is coming from, and you have to go track it down. Yeah, yeah. That's usually how you wake. Mm. Sometimes it's coming from that little voice inside you. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Why did I have that last drink? Stop it! How did you feel this morning? though? I was fine. I actually woke up at six a.m. Mm. Um, didn't want to wake up that early, but 
And was like, I guess I'm up. I think it was Jesus who woke you up this morning, buddy. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Every day. Every day. God is good. All the time. Right. <laughs> now send me a thousand dollars, please, because I need this jet. No, um <laughs> these rims don't clean themselves. <laughs> and who do I make to check out to? Yes. Now you make that out to um uh, first Ebenezer Baptist, Ebenezion, First Corinthians Church of Latter-day Saints on Eastern Parkway, <laughs> next to the beef paddy place. <laughs> If you stop smelling beef patty, you've gone too far, my brother. <laughs> well, I woke up probably like about seven. I mean, I usually get up at 430 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So to me, even no matter what happens, I'll get up. I'll feel like shit maybe, but I'll still get up. Right. I didn't feel bad this morning. I woke up without the alarm going off, no yep. screaming, you know, and the dog, you know, my wife actually took the dog out this morning. So she must have did that before I even got up. But that was basically it. I, I felt good. Got up and uh, had some coffee and some toast. And I drove here today because I didn't want to fuck with the trains and be late. You know? How you feeling, Mac? <sighs> all right. <laughs> nah, I feel good. I feel good. I feel, I'm, I'm all right. I feel good. I feel a little uh, uh, regret. Uh, but other than that, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I feel good. Bruce Banner is back in the building. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Hulk was out last the night. The Hulk Damn. was out last Sponsored night. Sponsored by Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> it was Basil Hayden, Hudson. What else would he have? We bullet bullet ride. Oh, my God. Don't mix those three together. No. It's not a good idea. It turns <laughs> Mac into the Hulk. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. It's, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back to Mark Ruffalo. So everything's all oh, good. Oh, shit. Everything's all good now. It was scary yesterday. I yeah. was scared. <laughs> I was scared. I was clutching my pearls. Yeah, I was very afraid. Man. I thought Mac was going to beat me up for no reason. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I had an egg this morning, so I'm feeling good. So you I, had a, a, an egg. An egg. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I think you shouldn't have this 0.0 Heineken. That might take you over the edge. <laughs> right. What are we drinking this week? 0.0. <laughs> That's what are we drinking? This, this week's libation is nothing. Yeah. This is probably the lamest drink we could have today. <laughs> yeah. No hair of the dog. Sponsored by Leon. My bad, B. <laughs> Sponsored this week's by. show brought to you by Leon. <laughs> ho, ho. That's, when, this is, that's what you feel when you open up the bottle. And you take a sip of this Heineken 0.0. So, oh, um, <laughs> when you crack the when you crack, um, the, um, you crack the cap, it's just yeah. like uh, <sighs> man. It doesn't I'm actually it's size. I'm gonna have to beg to disagree. This is, does not taste bad. I really want a real beer, but you, this you does sound not like taste me bad. faking it at the at, at the, at strip, the club. strip club. <laughs> no, you went if a little I, too far. <laughs> if I drink enough of these, <laughs> you were like. I think I'm getting drunk. <laughs> no, you're not. Get, I, I, there's, I, there's no way I'm saying I'm getting drunk off this. No, I'm just no, saying no. that the flavor is not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Well, old, at least Old Duels is like point zero zero three. Oh, is, that that's the three percent that yeah you felt this like is nothing was intoxicating. Yeah, this is there's nothing here. I could Heineken, pop. Heineken says this is basically beer flavored soda. I bet you if I lick the label, I can probably get higher off of that than <laughs> actually off the what, glue. <laughs> off the glue. <laughs> Let me chew on the label a little bit, see what happens. So, guys, today we are going to talk about our first topic. We're going to talk about the opioid epidemic and how that is being treated differently than the crack ep- epidemic was and also the heroin epidemic of the 70s, uh, which basically is the same thing. Uh, it's just being treated differently now. So uh, how does that make you feel uh, over there, Angry Brothers? 
Um, I really don't know much about the opioid crisis other than well, here's here's what I do like. Well, let me, we, let me we talked about this, didn't we? Did we? I swear but, we did. Because yeah. about black people in pain and how doctors were giving them less meds. Yeah, that might have been in Miami. Which was in we Miami? touched on it. We touched on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, okay. never got yeah. into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like how uh, the attorney general of New York is suing the pharmaceutical company um, that was pushing the, the the that's pushing or was pushing the opioids um, and criminalizing their activity versus necessarily people i guess the people but like if you remember in the during the crack epidemic the people were being persecuted as opposed to treating them as people with an addiction i wonder why it may have had something to do with the melanin in their skin yes yeah i just saw something actually to, to add on to what you said about them criminalizing the pharmaceutical companies didn't they don't they have some guy right now he's going to be the first to be tried it's actually I, a family the family, like whoever the company, right. the Red Hud's the company, because I I saw a picture like a gentleman running from I guess the court or whatever, and this the the, the, the there was an article about it like he's the first. I didn't get the, the name of him. They they've been sued before and they've struck deals and they've mm-hmm. managed to escape um, prosecution. prosecution. It's wild how this country. If you have money, if you have access, if you have power, it's wild what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. It slaps on the wrist. Yeah, you, and it's so blatant. That's the thing. Yeah. I think people keep note of those prosecutors, those DAs that allow these deals to happen because come election time, these are the people that you should be holding accountable. Our local elections are really, really important for that Mm -hmm. reason. Because if they're not, if they're not, you know, trying to protect the people, then they need to be out of there and find somebody else who will and, and keep rotating if you have to until somebody gets it right. I, I think, you know, to, I don't know what you're saying. They, what happens is is that there's just too much money involved sometimes with with even with these on a local level, and uh, especially like for instance, if there's a situation where there is a police officer uh, involved in a situation and there's a shooting, a lot of times these prosecutors won't prosecute or criminalize the shooting because they work with the police department or 24 seven because the police department brings them the cases. So they don't want to step on their toes. And I think that goes along with these big companies because these big companies may not be directly involved in the prosecutor's election, but it's involved in the mayor election or whatever council election that runs that district that kind of, you know, whoever's over the prosecutor in that situation, the judges or what have you. So it's just so tainted, you know, the tentacles of a lot of this money is just, Everywhere. Well, that's why I feel like a lot of the big national elections are distractions. And we're paying attention to, you know, the governor's race in Georgia, which isn't going to directly affect what's happening in New York mm-hmm. and not paying attention to who the new DA is in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to really pay attention to that stuff, you know. And how they just like it was a, there was a DA recently that just retired and he's been a DA forever. The, the, he was an older gentleman. He was like 80. Literally to the point. Cy Vance? Cy Vance? I'm I'm not sure. There was a gentleman I was, that's in New York. He was, you know, if he was a judge or maybe he was a DA, maybe in Brooklyn or uptown somewhere. Man, you have no information. I don't. (laughs) You said it could be a judge or prosecutor. (laughs) And I'm not sure what borough it is. Could have retired. Could have died. He actually is in China. (laughs) (laughs) But somebody retired. I heard that. Somebody retired. Super facts. Details, they always get in the way. <laughs> it's all this reading. <laughs> reading, man. Why come? Why come read? No, but um, 
I'll look at it at the break. With someone, Matt, matter of fact, look it up, Rick. Rick's the uh, general. <laughs> All right. You want, look me up. Type, you want me to type in <laughs> Not uh, Chinese. Judge or DA <laughs> look, look, look up. from Brooklyn or Queens that may or may not have retired? He retired already. But no, the, the dear Google. Already. Yes. But the dude. But the dude. Decoding 40. The reason why he retired wasn't because he got kicked out of office. He was fucking old and he had dementia damn near. He was in his 80s. So these people, they're fucking the prosecutor or their judges for years and years and years, 20, 30, 40 years. they're fucking the prosecutor? These fucking prosecutors. Oh, okay. Not the fucking or okay. fucking. <laughs> All right, got you. Follow me now. Got you. Come on. Yeah. Get, get, listen, there's something in these, these <laughs> Heineken's, I think. No, there isn't. I it's, just, it's, it's I a fucking placebo on. effect. No, so these guys wind up running shit for like 30, 40 years. And there's a lot of kickbacks and it's just... I hate to say, like, we got to just blow the whole thing up, but essentially we got to kind of blow the whole thing up and just start over again with some of the shit that's going on. But how impossible would that be? And not to say that we shouldn't do that. I'm just saying I think there's a better way to work within the system that we have. And as Rick was saying, we start to pay more attention to the local uh, politics Mm -hmm. and then start to change what's happening in our uh, local areas that way. That makes a valid point. Like, I, I, we spend a whole lot of time putting celebrities on page six. Why don't we have a page every time a judge is appointed so we know who they are, mm-hmm. what their, mm-hmm. what their politics are, what the, where they stand on politics, you know, kind of what their background is, where they went to school, some type of profile every time somebody in my district gets appointed. We should know this. Right. I, I almost feel like it's intentional. They don't want you to know. Like, I, I couldn't name half of the, the representatives in my area. I couldn't do it. Right. And it's not because I don't care. It's just, I don't, like, where can I readily go get that information? Well, uh, That's a good point. There, like the information is easy to find. True. But the problem is, is that you have to go looking for it. Right. Exactly. Right. But I, All I think this, to his point, though, why yeah. not make it as easily accessible as page six uh, celebrities? Right. Right. Because well, nobody would buy that newspaper. No, it, it just has to be a page. Did you yeah. see the new judge, man? Lord have mercy. I mean, I, I think it would be a great idea for newspapers to just put, here are your local uh, representatives. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. Just run that page. Just the fact. Even that if it's on the website. I was, right. was going to say, just the fact we're talking about newspapers. Yeah, right. <laughs> in general. I was, I was thinking of AM New York. Yeah, true, true, true. true, true. <laughs> well, to, let's not get off the subject we were talking about before as far as the drugs. Right. And I think that that ties into judges and prosecutors as far as what are their stances. So when they get elected or they go, they're running for these offices or to be elected, they have to have some sort of stance. Well, I'm pro this or pro that. And a lot of times, because we don't know who they are, they slide up in there without really discussing what they believe in. And now these people are in charge of giving you 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. And you don't know what he was because, again, to become a judge, you usually are a prosecutor, right? So what did he do as a prosecutor? What was his no, stance you, against? You, you could have been a lawyer to a judge. You didn't have to be in the prosecutor's office. Well, whatever your – well, most of them become uh, come from prosecutors. Oh no! What's the what's the numbers on that? But most again, judges? I have no facts. Yo, I love how you yo. But no, <laughs> <laughs> Ju- judges come from being. You lawyers. will just spit yes. something yeah. and it's okay. just with so much confidence. It's yeah, just listen, like, judges whatever. come from lawyers. Yes, <laughs> we've established that. Whether they're prosecutors or defense attorneys. Okay, my point being, whatever their my point being more. What's more important is. What is their stance against A, B, or C? And because now 
they're criminalizing, they're not, they're decriminalizing addiction and making it more, you know, now they're going after the dealer or they're going after the pharmaceutical company. What is that? What is their stance? Because a lot of when them. When you say stance, you mean their past verdicts. Yeah. Okay. And whether or not, yeah, they can talk a good game, but what have they, what have they been pushing? You know what I mean? And, and how long has this person been a judge? Was this guy a judge back in the eighties or the nineties when they were just throwing everybody away? Mm. Now it's different. You know, well, and even in the even in the way they show it on the commercials. Unfortunately, even sympathetic judges a lot of times had their hands tied because you had mandatory minimums. And that's what caused mass incarceration of anybody during the crack era, because powder versus rock cocaine got you. I think it was three times more mm-hmm. time in jail. It is ridiculous. Like we can't turn back the hands of time. We can't. You can't necessarily just release everybody who's gotten a 25-year sentence, but um, I think you have to hold people accountable. Hold which people accountable? I think you have to hold the politicians politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, this is not good for Joe Biden, but he wrote the crime bill. Yeah. Yeah. He's the author of the crime bill that... You know, that but you sent a lot of black people to jail. The Clintons, too. The Clintons were involved, yeah. yeah. It's true, but you guys also got to think about the climate at the time. I, I dig the it. climate at the time. But now crime we, was out of control. Everybody. But now we know what the ramifications of that crime bill. We, we now I think they overdid it. it. Yeah. The, I mean, there's no question they overdid it, but at some point something had to be done. Well, I even I think everything's been overdone, even New York City. I miss the old 42nd Street, even though it was like... You know, it was, it was a shit show. Hmm. Um, the new 42nd Street is fun, but, you know, it doesn't have the same character that the old 42nd Street had. Well, the thing is, is that you don't to, get mugged either. To add on to what you said about, well, it was a different time. The It was perceived as a different time because the people who were being affected by that were them were, were called monsters, crackheads, just name anything that has to do with negativity. They would because most of them. Uh, you know, a large percent of the cities that were being affected, they were black and Latinos being affected by these drugs. And it wasn't happening in the suburbs, so they didn't give a shit. Hillary Clinton herself called people monsters and and, and, and all types of shit. Super predators. Yeah. It, predators. That was a super predators is the word she used. You had uh George W. Bush who ran in his first at his first uh campaign where he criminalized the guy that shot the cop in um he used the the gentleman, I think, in New York who got shot, the cop that got shot. Edward Burns? Edward Burns, something like that. And then he used that criminal. There was, they were trying to, I think it was because he was running against uh, Dukakis, right? In his first election, Michael Dukakis. That, that was George. The first George Bush. First George, right? not W. Not W. Right, right. Right. So he was running a campaign and he used something. Willie think, Horton. Willie Horton, right, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So he used this, you know, fear of a black man thing mm-hmm. and which helped him win the election. Yeah. And then you had the Clintons and all of them. So all of this stuff has been going on. And yeah, that, that, that that had nothing to do with Edward Burns, but it was. That's what I meant to say. I'm not, not Edward Burns, the yeah, gentleman. Willie Horton. Yeah. 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 So he used that as a platform or as a, you know, to jump off and use the fear to get people to vote for him. And because the caucus is weak on crime and he's letting these criminals out and all this other shit. And it was easy then because we had the face of negativity crackheads. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grew up in New York. We all saw what it was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we all saw a lot of motherfuckers who got taken away for years and years and years. Yeah. So, I mean, now it's different because it wasn't, it started off with the pharmaceutical companies. And I remember when it kind of snapped in New York, when they, those, those guys ran up in the pharmacy and killed 
those pharma, pharma the, yeah, the pharmacy people. That. I remember that. Then they came out. All right, we're going to get rid of all of these drugs, these oxycotons and all these other pharmaceuticals. And overnight, you can't get it unless you have like four doctor's notes and all of this shit. So mm-hmm. they made it very, very difficult. So it dried up. So now what comes in? What 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 but it, replaces that? But it's not heroin. Just, but it's not just that. So let's break let's let's break down how how this works. I I have some people that I know that have had this issue. And when they first told me, I didn't to be honest, I didn't believe them, but basically what happens is is let's say you, you hurt yourself in some way, like you break a leg or whatever the case may be, or you have some type of chronic pain. So the doctor will prescribe you, you know, oxycodone and or some other something similar and you'll use that for a while. And the problem is is that it is addictive. And people get addicted to it. And it comes – so then there's all of these different hoops that you have to jump through now to get the pills. And then at some point, if it's a good doctor, he's going to try to take you off the pills or he won't – he will no longer prescribe you. So then what you start to do is you start to doctor shop and you go around and different doctors and you try to get more pills. But at some point, that fails. Now you go to the street and you're trying to buy opioids on the street where they're prohibitively expensive. They can be 20 40, $80 for one pill and you need three or four of them a day. So now you're trying to feed this habit. Okay. So then at some point, you know, you run out of money, you run out of whatever, like that runway runs out. And then you look for an alternative, which is heroin, which has the same effect, but it's five bucks, it's 10 bucks. And it, the high lasts longer. So that's what happens. Then you get addicted to heroin. So that's kind of how the you're already addicted. You're already addicted to, to a number of things. Yeah, no, you know, true, true, it's true. just that now you can't get those pills. Right. So so now you're on this heroin addiction. But again, you know, this was happening. The people I know this was happening in the 60s and 70s that that's opioids are new. It was just the level that they prescribed them was new. And, you know, America, middle America was on the prescription drug and and not necessarily the street pharmaceutical, whereas by the street pharma, the, the, the street pharmacist doing crack and heroin and all of that, that's been going on for years and years and years in, in the urban centers. And all of a sudden now it's an epidemic and there's laws and it's legal because it is affecting other communities besides black and brown communities. I think the oxy is more addictive than painkillers before, not talking about uh, morphine or or act. I think they used was more heroin was the byproduct of morphine. Is that right? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. Okay, I, I might have that wrong. But anyway, I mean, the drug companies knew what they were doing. They mm-hmm. knew that people were becoming addicted to these pills, and they were just giving them out left, right, and center. I was just reading an article about this small little town in West Virginia, thirty-two hundred people who got twenty-one million doses. Say a lot of people in pain in that town. Like you, you <laughs> what town? I don't. Uh, the town yeah, is. It's a coal mine of daughter. I ain't got no money, but I got a whole lot of yeah, oxy. Like Williamson, West Virginia. There's no teeth in that whole this? town. Where did they get the Not money from? Well, th- none of this was being. It wasn't like a legal. You know. I know, but someone had to pay for someone it. Someone just right. opened up a truck in the right. middle of town. Like, everybody come get your oxy. No, but people th- were coming from out of town to, from, that, to those pharmacies. Oh, there. I see. I because thought you they meant. knew they could get it there. Right. Got it. Right. Got and it, there was it, no it, checks. I thought you were saying that the residents of that town were. Uh, no, but I mean, if you look at the if you look at the population of the town, the company knew. Right. It was disproportionate. The, yeah, right. Got gotcha. you. There's no way that they needed this amount. Right, of, right, 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 right. Well, you know, our dogs uh, do oxy as well. 
<laughs> Poochie is he's got a city four pill diet, Poochie. <laughs> What'd you say, boy? You want some oxy? All right. <laughs> you want the chewable or what do you want over there? I want a Tracy Jagrid. <laughs> no, it's 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 a problem, but it's big now. You know, the commercials and these drug companies yeah. have to be held accountable just like they would right. do Pablo Escobar. Because that's what they were doing. It's just the FDA allowed them to do it. They're gonna do they're gonna do the pharmaceutical companies like they did the tobacco industry. They're gonna pay large amounts of fines and they're gonna be on the hook to for these treatment centers and to and then they're gonna be asked to find an alternative to help these people get off of oxy. And then they're gonna make more money on the fucking cure or the quote unquote cure. I know this, I've seen it. I've been there, I, not on Oxy, mm-hmm. but I've seen what they do as far as treatment is concerned. You can come in on whatever your drug of choice is. All they do is they give you three or four pills as a cocktail to get you off of that. The first part of the treatment is literally withdrawal. So you got seven days of these pills. Depending on your insurance coverage will determine whether or not you're going to get additional care as far as psychiatrists, meetings, things of that nature. If you have shit insurance like most Americans do because it's very expensive, they'll give you, they have this thing where I'm going to give you seven to 10, maybe 14 days of what they call inpatient treatment where they just give you a cocktail, a myriad of cocktails. And then finally, chemically, you're off of it, but they do nothing to serve the mind. Mm. So if you're, you know, because a lot of the addiction has to do with mental issues as well, outside of the physical aspect. So physically, you're not addicted to it, but all your friends, all your contacts, everybody that you've been associated with up until the point of treatment are around that shit. So what do you do? They kick these people out. So it's kind of like kicking someone out of jail and expecting them after 10 years of whatever criminal activity, putting them in jail for a year and expect them to go back and not be not do the same type of shit. It's the same thing with addiction. And these people come out and a lot of them, you know, talented people, whatever, and they go right back in. Right. And it, you literally see them come back a week later like, yo, what the fuck happened? Well, you know, as soon as I got out, I spoke, I saw Charlie and you know what me and Charlie used to do. And this shit happens over and over again. And what's happening is it's the insurance companies are paying that and they'll give you three, four hits as far as three or four chances. So now the insurance paying them. Who's paying the insurance? Your parents, taxpayers. It's, it's a, it's, it's a big, big money thing as well. You know what I mean? So treatment versus addiction. Or getting people off of that shit. Yeah, treatments, treatment is big money. Big business. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Big business. Packed. You can't, you know what I mean? The better coverage you have, the better treatment you're going to get. Some of them don't, like I said. Yeah. I, I, I just wish that there was some some bit of, of empathy for, you know, people who were addicted to crack back in the day. Because, I mean, we didn't have empathy. Like, right. This, the narrative just wasn't even brought that way. Like right. it was like, it was like it they was were like, criminals dr- versus right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're drug drug use. And now yeah. that now we need sensitivity. Right. And, and, and well, it kept and, us off crack because we were like the generation right after the generation that was out in the clubs partying with cocaine and crack. We were the, we were the generation that saw what happened a to a lot of people kept who will crack saw around caught the crack in our generation. They overcame it. Were they, were they, in uh, our age? Group? Our age, yeah. Were they yeah. selling? Yeah, our age group were the sellers. I, yeah. I know. Let me get a people. blow pop and a crack rock. I don't. <laughs> and a lot of the sellers became the users. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, usually that's, that's the people that I knew that were my age that eventually used crack, but I didn't know anybody our age 
who wasn't involved in the trade that was I involved did. in that, that smoked crack. I, 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 didn't. I knew some. I knew uh, several pretty young girls from my high school that got addicted to to crack. And several. They, they were dating the drug dealer boyfriend. Uh, that's possible, probably, but, but uh, it didn't go well. Yeah, sucking dick to smoking crack. News at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm not filling up the slabby machines at 7-Eleven, I'm listening to Decoding 40 with my friends. Vashmush and Tashkush. Thank you. I remember a guy that that lived in Long Island with us, and I forgot what his name was. He never used his government anyway. But he was a teenage crackhead, and he used to fucking boost. Yeah. So if you wanted to get some shit, he would boost it for you. And then, you know, he would go smoke crack. And he wasn't that much older than us. He was a teenager. Just he fucking liked to get high like that. And he oh, probably crack. started wow. as, um, you know, maybe a weed dealer or a crack dealer. And one day got high in his own shit, mm. broke the rule. And uh, then he became a crackhead, and we all knew he was a crackhead. But it definitely wasn't fashionable by the no, time. No, no, no. no. By no. Our age. But you think about the generation before, like that may have, may have been five or ten years older than us. Yeah, it was fashionable in the clubs. But they were doing back powder. Then. But they were doing powder. They, they, were, were, doing they were doing both. Crack. Right. They were snorting coke, and then crack. It was came called out. free base before it was called crack. Richard Pryor. Uh, fucking Russell Simmons, all of those guys did free bass. Hey, under Russell, the, I didn't say that. I didn't say that either. No, Russell <laughs> said that. I was listening to Mike Tyson's podcast, okay. and Russell was on there, and Russell and Mike were talking about the shit they used to do back in the 80s. Mm. And Russell Simmons himself said it wasn't called crack then, or we didn't, it didn't have a negative connotation because we called it free bass, but it was okay. the same as crack. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he himself, I'm not, that's not a super facts okay, moment. This is what, sure. <laughs> no, this is what I heard out of his mouth on another podcast. So right. yeah, that's not the first time. Russell Simmons will always speak about his past in that, yeah, I did shit and this is where I am right now. And everybody mm-hmm. kind of lives their life. Right. And he was lucky enough not to go past the limit because how many well, artists, actors that you hear who are on drugs and they get off drugs, and all of a sudden they're fucking dead. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hoffman, Philip Hoffman, um, what was it? Keith Ledger, Seymour, yeah. Heath Ledger. You know what I'm saying? So these guys were battling this shit for years, and then one day they slip, and then they fucking die. You know, they get too much. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Don't do crack. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Crack is whack. Just say no. Yeah. Just yeah. deal. Just take Tylenol. Deal with the pain. Don't take the oxycodone. Mm. Or drink some zero point zero Heineken. Yo, mm. delicious. Now, do you do you are you guys familiar with with the with the story about the CIA's involvement with uh, cocaine distribution in LA just before the mm-hmm. crack epidemic? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that may be part of the reason why it's being handled differently. Also, because the CIA is not involved this time. Yeah, I don't. They could be, but I don't think they are. Like, there's no evidence that they are so far. But I think that it might be handled differently because of that. I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think because it came home, the chickens came home to roost, and it's on my block now. And mm. because it's on my block right now, then and I'm seeing it visibly as opposed to being over there with those people. That we should do something about it. I, I think it's more than that. I think it has to do with the money and where the money's coming from. The crack epidemic that you speak about on the West Coast and Freeway Rick Ross and all of that CI involvement was supposed to be done on the low. No one was supposed to know it was be d- being done that way to, uh, f- you know, uh, help out the Sandinistas, right? 
But with the pharmaceutical, you know, addiction thing, it's companies who make these pills. So they're they're high. These are the Pfizer's and all these big companies. They know that the shit is fucked up, and they're trying to handle it with kid gloves. And let's just keep our mind on helping these people. Let's not look at the big companies who've made millions and billions and trillions of dollars off of this, and let's do this quietly. But in some situations, like in New York, where they're prosecuting this 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 family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because a lot of them are saying, well, it's not our fault. Oh, really? It is your fault. But a lot of them are also are, are doing the route of big tobacco. Let's just give them the money and we'll keep making our pills and, you know, we'll we'll put a nice face on it. We'll fund all of these uh, clinics and things of that nature. And that's what they're doing. It's a different thing. One was supposed to be done on the low and to fund other things. And the other one is... How are these pharmaceutical companies that are supposed to be helping us? How is Johnson & Johnson? They make baby powder. Mm-hmm. You, that's the look. They make baby powder and baby oil. How the fuck are they making pills that people are addicted to? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. So you that's, see this as a public relations effort? Yes. The, the reason why I say that the CIA's involvement may change how we look at it is because it accomplished a couple things. The CIA is very good at creating a boogeyman, which they did, and then they 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 increase funding for this crime fighting initiative, right? War on drugs. The war on drugs. Mm-hmm. So more money just kept circulating, you know. So mission accomplished on American soil. Creates the prison industrial complex as well. Absolutely. Privatization of prisons and people, you know, and this goes back before this goes back around civil war, but this modern time shit, you know what I mean? Let's just create this this streamline. I, I and find, all that money. I find such such a disdain, but such a a healthy respect for how they are able to monetize our pain. Yeah, right. Mm. Like like how how the society monetizes our pain, and then whatever is whatever is the byproduct of that pain, then they monetize that and so forth and so <laughs> right, forth and so right. on. And it's like these this this chain of monetization that's coming from our suffering, and it's it's which really you don't benefit from at all. Mm. Yeah, at all. And then when you do have something which may inflict pain, but we're profiting from it, they'll take it from us. Right. Numbers business, the lotto that you play every day, that was a black owned industry. The numbers was a black owned thing, right? Wherever you would go, there was numbers uptown, there was numbers downtown, but we dominated that and black people played numbers at a, at a scale much higher than other communities. So what did they do? They made a law against it saying that you couldn't do it. And then they made it a business of the state. So it is now a revenue stream of the state, which they completely took from us. The same thing they're doing with weed right now. It's the yes. same fucking thing. The same thing. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. it's, it's just, they have increased what once they, they already figured out. But saying my thing, my thing was always when California first started doing it. I say once they figure it out, cause there's always got to be one experiment, right? Before weed in California, California was in the red by billions. Now they're in the black, thanks to weed. So they figured out, well, we can tax it. Even now in Jersey, the big problem now is not whether they'll eventually pass it, even though the this past two weeks they did a vote against it. They did vote against it because a lot of southern counties and towns in New Jersey don't want it, especially the, the beach communities. They don't want legalization of weed because a lot of those communities are older people, mm-hmm. and they grew up on this – fantasy created by the government that weed causes killings and murders. And if you give weed to black people, they just don't know how to act. So that's their feeling. But the bigger thing than that was, well, how are we going to tax it? How are we going to make more money on it? 
and they were more they were more concerned with are we taxing too much or too little as opposed to whether or not these people don't want it cuz when it comes down to it they're just going to say all right since it didn't win this way we're just going to put it on the ballot and because there's a higher population in the in Jersey City and Newark it's going to get passed it'll mm-hmm. just get voted in that way right but then it then they come down to well how much are we going to tax it Who's going to sell it? Who's going to be able to sell it? The licensing and all of that shit. They got a blueprint from California. They already know how to do it. And then sooner or later, the federal government's going to say, fuck this. We're losing a lot of money. But then, you know, they'll fucking Monsanto it. Yeah. But how is the federal government losing money? No, they're, they're still, not losing they're money. They're still taxing. You well, still have to well, pay federal they're, they're, taxes. They're missing out on tax revenue. There. No, they're not. You still have to pay federal taxes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. If you own a weed business? You still have to pay federal taxes. How do they do that then? Because if it's considered illegal, then how yeah, are they how do you, profiting yeah, off something they that they consider legal? Aha! What we do is you change the whole thing, buddy. Yeah, it, and it's interesting because you can't – typically those businesses can't use banks, but they still have to pay their taxes. I, I was just seeing something about that whole bank thing, how they're trying to – change that right especially in colorado and in places like california where mm-hmm. it's legal all the way through well how many states right now is just legal recreational i think it's 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 quite a few it's california dear oregon google. dear google yes colorado uh i think nevada is one of them dc dc i don't know if it's is it recreational yeah. it's whatever you want to do you can't sell it though what, what about miami because i saw in miami there was some is it is it medicinal I think New York, New Jersey is medicinal. Uh, I think New Hampshire, one of those states up mm-hmm. up north, is legal. I don't know what it is. In it's DC, amazing how I know these facts, I right? Know. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're solid on these facts. Nineteen twenty. Any other details? You're like, eh? Hey. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this motherfucker got killed. I think he got shot, stabbed. I don't know if he got poisoned or something happened. You know, ten, ten states is recreational. Uh, Thirty three is medical. Yeah. And then, and then, and you you take those same states. Any other states? How many motherfuckers is locked up right now over weed charges? Mm. And in some of those states, if you don't have a license, even though it's legal technically, you're illegally selling it without a license. So they get you there. Well, you should just get a license if it's it's, it's if it's well, legal in your it's state. It's so much money and so much. It's, it's a lot of money. It. I mean, and the the licensing, and also what they did is if you have a previous charge for anything, or and especially if you have a charge. For anything marijuana related, you can't get the license. In which state? I know specifically that's a case in California. There was a guy who got a charge. He was he was transporting all of this pounds and pounds and pounds of weed. And it's because he had that charge, he couldn't open a dispensary. He's got the money. He's got the expertise to grow it. They won't let him do it. So what he had to do is put everything in his sister's name, and he works for his sister. His sister's like, this is cool. I'm doing it because this is my brother's dream. But there's something else I want to go do. Right. So I'm doing this be- to support my brother because he can't have the license, and it's ridiculous. Mm. But he's an expert in marijuana. Right. So Latino brother. Mm. Latino brother. That's my cousin. <laughs> my cousin. I don't know. I have to think about how I feel about that. Which part? If you have been convicted of a crime— prior to the product being legalized, should you be able to capitalize in the industry after it becomes legalized? If if it's a marijuana crime, I think you should be able to. And if it's nonviolent? I think it really depends. I don't know about that guy on that level. If you've got 400 pounds of marijuana. Right, that's, that's, that was the first thing that kind of stuck out in my mind. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm it's it's not to, like I'm, you just have... A personal, uh, or, you know, a few grams of weed on you. You're talking okay. about 
You said he had trucks. He was loads? a trafficker. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he was trafficking. It's not an if or maybe. But that's no different. I than think. It, I think that's he, no different if he's doing it and if he's growing it now. But the thing is, he had a federal charge more than likely. And because maybe the federal charge. No, it was a state. It was a state. It wasn't. It he, was, well, 400 is state and federal. I'm he thinking. Didn't even get the charge. You get caught with 400 pounds. He didn't even get the charge in California. It was like another state he got it in. Oh, so he wow. was, he He's got transport. He got transportation. He got transportation. That's federal. But, he got, but what I'm saying is, is you he, go over state lines or he's something. Growing the same amount of weed right now. It's just legal. He's doing the same thing. It's just th- legal. That's my point. It, had he just waited until it was legal, then it would have been fine. I think maybe he has to sit out for a minute. Yeah. Maybe not forever. Not forever. No, he's but got he a maybe sister. maybe has to sit out for a minute. And plus, he's still able to operate under his sister's name. So Yeah. Right. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. His sister, take, if he get, but the thing is, if he gets pinched, his sister's the one who's going to eat it because she's all the shit's in her name. But what would he get pinched for? No, now it's legal. Everything yeah. they're doing is legal. It's so. it's it's legal in the state. Yeah. But if the feds come through, they can still run your shit. Yes. Off. And, yes. and from my understanding, I hear that that's an issue where it's legal in the state, it's recreational and all of that, but then you have situations because, again, we're, who's 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 going to be the boogeyman this time, right? right. It's, the black man is always the boogeyman, right? Or the Latino is the boogeyman. And they say it's disproportionate how the federal, uh, the feds come in and fuck with these dispensaries as opposed to a dispensary that's owned by a white person. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you have some situations where the state police some of them have a hard on for these people, right? doesn't matter what race they are. Just they don't like the fact that weed is legal in their state. And they will fucking take the time and do surveillance. It was a Chicago. It wasn't Chicago. It was a California highway patrol when they first became legal. And But this is before it was recreational. He spent most of his time, his off time, looking at these spots, surveilling them, and then giving the information to the feds like, oh, these guys are moving in so much money. And then they would get raided by the feds. So, you know. Depending on you know who you are, you might get fucked with more than someone else. Mm. Yeah. Can I can I circle back? Um, we were talking about um, Joe Biden earlier, mm. and I saw a quote where he is still suggesting that the war on drugs was a good idea. Mm. And just to me, it just suggests that he's. I don't know why he's running this campaign this year. I think he's just bored because there's no way he should be winning this nomination. But he's so, still out of touch. And if you are what did he say exactly? You can look it up. Um, but if you still... Leon had one of my moments. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> a fact. It is. If, if you're still supporting the tenets of... Archaic. A, yeah. <laughs> a, a, just, just Not even archaic. There's yeah. a manufactured mm-hmm. uh, assault on people. Mm-hmm. This, there's something very strange about that, where you know this was manufactured. You know that there's very little, to, if any... You're trying to find it? I think Joe Biden should go and visit uh, some prisoners. I think he should go yeah. do the town hall like Obama did right, in right, the prison right, right. and hear the stories of what 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 the, the, the effects of all this uh, these, these uh, laws have done to families and communities. Absolutely. Yeah. Come follow us over at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Decoding40. Be social. Peace. I don't know. I know this is not one of the topics, but... Since we're talking about Joe Biden and up, well, potentially an upcoming election, what do you feel like? Because I know the Democrats right now got like 20 people trying to get into the in, to become president and you have Trump. And I think there's one gentleman that's trying to challenge Trump. Uh, I, I saw a guy that's trying to run for the nomination who's mm-hmm. a Republican. Mm-hmm. What do you 
I, I feel that what's happening now is the same thing that happened in 16. You have, you, you, you're going to have maybe three or four qualified people who can actually run against Trump and possibly win. But with Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden being two strong candidates, I think it's going to create the same situation that happened last election, where it's going to kind of split all the way up to the to the nomination. And then you're going to have people who are like, fuck that. I'm a Bernie supporter. I'm not supporting Biden and vice versa. So whoever gets the nomination has to go against Trump. I, I and Trump has his that. base. I think we've learned from that. No, no. And, I, and I do think I that- think we've learned from that. But has everybody else learned from that? Because it's, it's looking like the same thing that happened in 2016. But, but to I, me. Think, I think people know what they bought this time. And I think, do you realize uh, Donald Trump is the first president in recorded in modern history, who's never gone above 50% in terms of public approval. Never. He's never cracked the 50% mark. Who, who are they? But who are they? Who are they, who are they? who are they? Who are they polling? Who did you say? Donald Trump. Donald Trump oh, has okay. never gone over 50%. Who are they polling? It's various different polls. It's, it's, it's an, usually when, when, when I'm looking at the polls, what they do is they take an average of multiple different polls and they kind of, I know MSNBC does that. I know CNN does that. Gallup and all that other shit. Right. I, I don't know what the hell Fox does, but. So they take all these different polls and they kind of average them out, right? And they kind of say, okay, this is where, you know, and they see where, where there's commonalities, but they've, they've moved from regular polling on the, on the landlines now to mobile phones and online polls and all these kinds of different things, trying to get a better sample, right? Um, so, but, you know, I think people are more aware of kind of, where we are and who he is, and I don't think that that's going to be an issue. I think I think the I just want, I, think, I want to beat him. I, I think I, you, as I feel like they felt before. I, I believe that as those long as polls he's got are a bullshit. D next to his name, I don't care who it is. I think the polls are bullshit because it, it was proven last election. Because everybody's were laugh. They were laughing. He was laughable. Every even Fox News was like, Trump will never have a chance, and he became the president. I think it depends. The it, you have to the what questions are they asking these people? As opposed to what they really think, because most people, when he before he came, I wouldn't vote for him, but they were going to vote for him because he's saying the right things. He's it feeding the it beast. Wasn't, it wasn't just that; it was Hillary was. A, I don't think Hillary was a good candidate. She didn't run a great campaign. Do you think Bernie could have beat him? I think. I think so. I don't know. I, the no. only reason I say I don't know is because the socialism thing. They would have hammered the country with socialism without a re the real meaning of the word and made him a communist. He and, wouldn't have won in the South and, because and, he's Jewish. And, and, Bernie, and, and Bernie didn't have the black vote at all. The black vote was with Hillary. But I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that people would have sat it out. I think a lot of them would have. And I think that the pendulum swings, like if you look at it, the pendulum swings, right? So like, you know, Barack Obama was a response to George W. Bush. Trump was a response to Barack Obama. So I, I think that right now we're in a position where it might swing so much faster. But a, a, a second term of, of Donald Trump where he doesn't have to get elected again terrifies me. That, well, that terrifies me because now he gets you – like he's already breaking all of the rules. Yeah. But we – where he doesn't even have to care about being reelected. He's going to be pissing off the stage basically. Oh, man. No, the Hillary Hillary's uh, fuck up was she didn't think she thought it was already in the bag. As soon yeah. as she got nominated, she's like, "I'm winning this." 
Yeah. I can fucking this. They're yeah, not gonna. They're not gonna to, take this guy seriously. I don't need to go to Michigan. Yeah, I don't need to go. I don't to need that. to go. I didn't. She didn't need to do the grassroots thing. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't do the the typical roll up their sleeves with no suit jacket on on the stage that all these politicians do. And if she had picked up a hundred thousand know, votes in Michigan, he would have lost. And the unions and all these other people. She spoke to them and she probably made deals with the unions, but she didn't go down to the union. The auto unions and 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 put on a fucking hard hat and and take a photo out where she's drilling a car or something like that. She didn't know, <laughs> but that's what wins shit, but right? She had hot sauce in her bag. Yeah, yeah please, she's pandering because it, and this is the thing is that she she did little shit like that, but she didn't really take. She didn't roll up her sleeves. She didn't no. take, literally or figuratively. Her campaign was failed, even though I think she was actually the most qualified person that ran. Of course, hired him. The most qualified. So who do we yeah. think is the most? So we qualified? we don't think that the interference from Russia had anything to do with it. I think it definitely had something oh, okay. to do with it. Yeah, but, uh, but she her still inability without that. The, 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 really? Yeah, she would have lost without that. The thing is, mm. is that that Russian interference was able to target specific places. Um, and get the specific numbers that they needed. Like it was an all a numbers game. It was all about the electoral college. Mm-hmm. That's what they were shooting after. So they were able to target these little pockets of yep. uh, of people and sort of sway them and 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 vilify the other side even more. So the echo chamber just got louder. And you in know those little sections, I th- which was kind of brilliant. I think also uh, what people don't even look at much gerrymandering so that goes along with what you're saying so we can go we know by the maps because that's what's crazy is that all this shit you think the russians didn't have to do much research they just look online okay we look at a state let's say ohio where are the russian with russian where are the where are the russians in yeah, ohio where are the republican districts right and <laughs> and you see how they gerrymander where you can have literally one town and they'll they'll take one part of that town and mix it with a town across the state somewhere and they kind of make these crazy ass districts and then they know that all right we we can just focus on this district like you were saying and just deal with the republicans and get them to vote and somehow they win even though she won the popular vote Mm -hmm. and that's why they're screaming they were screaming about giving electoral college when when obama won in 08 and then when he won again in 12 and george w they mad as hell yeah you know what i'm saying and then so like you said the pendulum one side's mad and now the other one's mad now i don't do I think he's going to win in 2020? I think if the Democrats don't get a solid candidate right away, and as far as by the end of, I would say, 2019, by the by November, December this year, they have to have one person. Now let them fight gotta, it out. Let them fight it out. No, they let need to. Ha- they need someone who has a year to focus on Trump, not focusing on who the fuck is fucked up in the Democratic I, Party. That's I, how they I'm, lost last I'm, time. I'm, I'm very curious as to... Because I feel like there's a plan in action right now. Why are there 17 candidates? 20. I think 20. 20, 20, yeah. 20, 20 now. 20. Why are there 20 candidates, some who have absolutely no chance whatsoever, yeah. but are they there to sort of drum up their supporters absolutely. and then push them over to the next column? Is that If that's what they're there for, then I'm oh, all no, I, for it. I, I think some people are in it to uh, boost their profile. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. In their bank account. Yeah. Both. Sure, why not? Both. Mm-hmm. And I but I but I the reason why I say but if you remember on the other side, when Trump ran, they had sixteen guys. Right. They started with sixteen. So somebody's gonna somebody, be huge. <laughs> some somebody is gonna stand out. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether that's Biden or whoever else it is, you know. I mean, look look at look at Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg. 
He came from nowhere. <laughs> Booty judge. <laughs> Booty judge. <laughs> Your last name has now eliminated you from the president. Booty judge. I like to judge <laughs> booties. Don't don't sleep on him. Don't no, sleep I, on him. I, I know nothing him about or Roy, him. Honestly. All of those guys, but you know, we, we can do all that every day, but you can't underestimate the power. Oh, and we, sp- we spoke that. Yes. The power of what? Racism. Racism, oh, racism yeah. and, and oh, what, we've, yeah. what we've spoken about another another show, evangelical Christians and their backup and oh, them yeah. not them not caring what Trump does as long as their agenda gets passed. As long as they can get rid of abortion or whatever is whatever B is in their bonnet of the day. You're still going to hell, guys. You're still going to hell. I forgot to tell you guys. <laughs> you remember remember we went in Miami and then you guys left and I got in the car and I went up to see my family. You had an abortion? Uh, what? Hmm? No, what? Go ahead. <laughs> what? what? Go ahead. I thought that's what you were about to tell us. All in there? All right. So I'm driving, I get on the highway, I'm like 30, 45 minutes outside of Miami, maybe. And I see like this, you know, you guys know what a car carrier is, right? That carries the cars. Yeah. So it's like. Is that what they call a car carrier? (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Does it carry horses? And they call it a car carrier? Because I've always been confused about that shit right there. Because horses, cars, is it a car with a horse on it? Is there a little horse inside the truck? (laughs) No, I'm fucking with you. So the appropriately named car carrier, go with (laughs) Go. And go. Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> so anyway, it actually it was sorry. It's more like a, a, a fl- I, I was gonna correct. So it wasn't even that. a car carrier. <laughs> it was the length of a car. carrier. It was a horse carrier. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a float platform, mm-hmm. right? And it was a truck pulling the float platform. And I'm and I'm seeing this like flags on it, and there's like all kind of stuff. I'm, I'm like, what is this? So just out of curiosity, right? So I I kind of speed up to to catch it, and it's a guy with a pickup truck. Trump beard, the whole nine yards, glasses, wife in the side. And as it's driving, as I get up next to it, it's a whole float that he built that says build a wall. Mm-hmm. And it's like flags and Trump stickers all over, build a wall, lock her up. All the sayings are all over it. But it was this giant float that he drives up and down the highway. So oh. I Googled it and I found like it's, he goes to all the rallies. He drives all over the country. He goes to all the I rallies. i tell you what. FBI, I need you to keep an eye on that guy. Yeah, we yeah. need to watch him. How does what? he make money? I'm so curious about people like this who just like, have all this time. I think he's... Re- GoFundMe. I, I think... <laughs> GoFundMe? No, I think he's... I need gas on my racist truck. Help me. Help me. For every dollar you give to me, I put in my truck and I ride up and down the goddamn highway spewing my hate, my version of... Hey, <laughs> just imagine how many miles I can cover with just $5 of your donation. Get my gas, my truck gassed up, my wife. With racist gas? With racist <laughs> gas. You know that racist gas is more powerful than liberal gas every goddamn day of the week. And I just, you know, sometimes at night, you know what I do when I'm driving up the road and I see one of those no-gooders and, uh, you know, those other people. I just hit it with my truck and I keep moving, and then it just get this smears their blood all over my truck. It's lovely. I love oh it. Oh my god! Racism. <laughs> you know that in Orlando there is a there's like an evangelical amusement park. 
Yeah. Yes. I drove yes, by it. Yes, With the, by you it. saw that, yes, right? Yes, With yes, the, yes. It's, I think it's Jesus World, the Moses World, whatever. They've it's got huge. like it's all the bi- biblical characters, of course. Looking like them with the beards and they all going in. Look at this. We have our own amusement park here. We've got, we've got Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the salt. Don't look at it. You know, they, they got a whole fucking, this is ridiculous. Like the dude in the middle of the country who built an actual life size ark. Right. Wow. Yeah. The fuck? These are the people who vote for him. Right. Well, it's not a lot just of them. them. It's not just them. Trump was sent by Jesus. I hope you know that. Well, and, and, <laughs> In, in other news, in, in this week's Sound About White. That sounds about white. Uh, we have a Coast Guard. He was a lieutenant uh, in the Coast Guard. What do we call it? The Coast Guard Services? In, in the Coast Guard. Did we and, hit this so up? We call the Coast Guard the Coast Guard? I think we do. We most of the time. Wait a minute. Time, yeah. You mean they guard the coast? <laughs> or they guard the lake? <laughs> Genius. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. He wants a drink right now. My, my, I do. I want to. I do want to. I want to. I want a drink so I don't, so I don't stab me on. It's for his own safety. The guard coast. Okay. Go. My point is, is and it, we talked about part, this. We did talk about it, but I did have, uh, I looked it up. I looked up the story after yes. the show and he actually was not charged with any terrorist intent. He was charged with drug possession and a weapons charge. Mm-hmm. Word. Well, yeah. Uh, well, one is now you have an issue with someone. How, uh, how many? How many? Guns? He has he has those guns, but how many of them are not legal? No, Everybody knows you need more than guns. one. It's the it's the that I have a hit list including AOC, Chuck Schumer, Cory Booker. Right, but, but that's the part that Harris, has not been proven. That right. has Don to be Lemon, proven Cuomo. But they weren't that's able. Rhetoric. They they didn't have enough evidence to even charge him with that. So that's why he was let out on R and R. So if you only get half the story, you see you R O R. Sorry, R and R. Oh, just relax. R O R. Why y'all get this? Mr. These, uh, Spelling Bee is on point today. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, this guy. Because so I'm why sober he... off this zero point zero beer. He's on, he's, he's My mind is today. sharp he's as like, attack. Hello, nice sir. Today. I'll have your finest zero point zero Heineken beer, so I can't be inebriated in the least. My mind is sharp as attack. What's that you say? <laughs> Spells friendipolis. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a problem with the prosecution. Right. Okay. Not the judge. All right. But I'm assuming, like, if you if you get some evidence that someone is doing something like this, you don't surveil him first to see what he's actually doing? Do you just run up in his house and, and collect no, evidence? No, but there, there might be a point where they just wanted to get him on the charges that they knew they could prove or at least right. get him into the system. Right. Mm-hmm. So then while they are preparing for trial, they still have an opportunity to bring new charges against right. him. So this might be what we're, what we're witnessing. And it, and it also, I think, more than anything, they're just trying to defuse him. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't, even if he doesn't, he, he beats all the charges. Now he's being watched and he knows he's being watched. So now he's got to think twice about maybe going through some of these plans. And that's probably what, that's also a part of it. Let's just, we don't really got shit, but if the guy knows that we're looking at him, right. maybe he won't do some dumb shit. Hmm. But then who is it? Then, then it's probably what they probably want, really want to do is get this guy, have a conversation. So who you help, who's helping you, who you down with, right? You know, you rat on them and we'll, you know, we'll let the charges go away. Hmm. Just like the guy that got caught, um, the, the border patrol people, they they caught that, oh, that uh, guy. militia yes, guy, right? Yes, so yes, then the yes. first thing he went in there is started talking. He started spilling the beans. I'm lost. 
lost in love. <laughs> singing. <laughs> singing to the police, boy. I can't leave without you. They didn't even put the blurry face or the first 48 voice <laughs> in his ass. Was he was like, funny. I got everything you want to know, okay? <laughs> we was going to kill Obama. I just want to go home and watch some Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy, I don't even know. I don't want any parts of this. Okay? I got my 0.0 Hannikins to drink, and I got to get back to what I was doing before. The Hannikins ain't going to drink themselves. No. <laughs> I'm going to listen to some Decoding 40. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Those guys know what they're talking about. That one one, that one Vincent, hey, he's, he's speaking facts all the time. Doesn't know shit, but he's facts. <laughs> I like him. Those are the facts I like. That's the facts I like. No effort to look it up just spit it out how do you feel makes you feel good how do these facts make you feel warm and fuzzy then they're true what's next oh hoarders i got a good story for hoarders. oh god Mm. shoot i I got a good hoarders got love hoarders jesus really you knew one oh you knew one yeah y'all remember i was cleaning up yeah 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 oh jesus so back when I lived on Dean Street uh, in Brooklyn, uh, Dean between Kingston and Brooklyn, I lived on the second floor and I was in my office one day and all day I kept hearing. Who's that like, knocking on the door? I, thought, I heard it sounded like hammering maybe. So I thought maybe they were doing work upstairs or whatever. And then probably around five o'clock I hear, help. No, <laughs> no. I can't move. I was like. Oh shit, that's my neighbor upstairs. She's an elderly lady and she had a stroke probably two years before that. Oh my God. Uh, maybe a year and a half before that. And she had some trouble walking on one side. So I run upstairs and, I, and I'm, I'm knocking on the door. Now I can hear her in her bedroom. Help. And she's, yeah, she's like, help. help. I can't move. So the neighbor next, right next door to her has her key. Mm-hmm. She opened the door and it was like, holy shit. There was just stuff everywhere. Mm. And I don't mean like she wasn't the type of hoarder that just piles up newspapers and neat piles. I mean, there was stuff everywhere. Mm. How did it smell? Oh, mm. man. I can still yeah. smell oh that smell. You can taste because you can smell taste the hoard. She wasn't just there by herself. She had a little she had a little dog. Mm. And I never thought about it until that moment. It's like I really haven't seen her walk the dog in oh. a dog just pisses and shits everywhere. I haven't seen her go out with the dog in a while, so Tell I'm me a poochie. So it's a really long hallway. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember. Yeah, like, yeah. Come mm-hmm. up. Well, I remember those railroad apartments. So right. it has a really no, it's not a railroad because it, it there's a brownstone like, style. The, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So there's a really long hallway that leads to the back where the bedrooms are. How and um, I walk in, I walk past her bathroom, first of all, okay. and the dog, the dog was chained up in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, God. There was some newspaper on the floor, but I don't know how long ago they put down this newspaper. And they- Mets win, 1986. <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks win the championship, 73. Is that Frazier on, on the cover with an afro? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was, it was dog shit everywhere. Mm. Uh, I can, ma- I can manage dog shit. So I go, go towards her room and she's on the bed and she's telling me she can't move and I'm walking and then I see out of the corner of my eye there's a bucket you know like those five gallon paint buckets you get from Home Depot yeah Full of urine and shit. Dude, I did not look in the bucket. I didn't look in the bucket because I couldn't manage that. I would have thrown up right there. So 
I immediately I'm like, uh, okay, let me get the other neighbor because I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna yeah, get her she's to on the you. bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is your problem, bitch. You got the key. I mean, I heard her scream. I heard her. I heard her asking for help. We found her. I'm tagging you in right now. You're it. You're I did it. my part. Yeah. Now you I heard the bitch. You help out. Wow. Rick just covered with a blanket. Okay, help is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not look. In the bucket. So I get downstairs to my apartment and I literally wash my hands from the tips of my fingers to my uh, elbow. Surgery. My elbows weren't even exposed, but I washed them anyway. <laughs> Just, Just in case I'm curled up right. on that elbow and yeah. shit. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of sad because like three months later, um, well, she had she never came back, actually. She went into a nursing facility yeah. and never came back. Three months later, they went in to clean up. Well, they probably here's the other stuff. horrifying thing, right? So they probably her husband in there. No, probably <laughs> <laughs> probably two months before that happened, we had a leak in our bathroom, and it was water coming down from the light fixture. Oh God! And the water was brown, shitty water. Mm. But we just thought it was dirty water was coming dog. down, and there was a flood in her bathroom, oh, and it was it was probably dog poop oh, God. that seeped down into our bathroom. look. look. Ugh, I'm glad it's 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 a it's, sickness. It's, it's, a a sickness. sickness. it's a sickness. And well, I'm not sure that hers was was just about her collecting things. I think she just couldn't move things anymore. She couldn't clean up after herself anymore. And nobody but, was on top of it. Yeah. Where yeah. was her people? She didn't have any peoples. She used to have a nephew that lived with her. Um, he worked for FedEx, and then wow. I think he he moved south somewhere. And then there was somebody who used to come and check on her, but I just didn't keep tabs. You just. Thoughts, okay, somebody's taking care of her. Auntie, I can't take the smell of this shit anymore, okay? I work for FedEx. I'm going to move downtown, I mean, down south, because your funky ass, I can't take it anymore. And this dog, what the fuck are you doing with this dog? He don't leave the bathroom. This motherfucker, I come in there, he's on the toilet. That shit is, yo, I, I watch, you know, I think as human beings, or at least me, because I'm an animal, anyway, I think that people look at these shows like Hoarders, 600-pound life, because it, it makes them feel better. Like, damn, at least my life ain't that fucked up. Nah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure people <laughs> do, but I can't watch those shows. They, they, they freak me out. Oh, my I God. I have a problem with it. Yeah. I have a problem watching. Well, my aunt was a hoarder, and, it, and, and they helped her out so many different times, but it was just... And it got worse after my uncle passed, you know what I mean? But it, it's really hard for me to watch because they, they really are struggling or suffering from some, some something else that makes them feel like they have to have this stuff. I know, I know my aunt and, and that side, the whole part of my family, they grew up like in a, sh in like this shack. So they all grew up really, really, really poor. My, my, that side of my family comes from really, really poor circumstances. So I, I feel like that was her way of not feeling that way, of not feeling poor by having mm -hmm. lots and lots of things mm -hmm. around. But she was also, you know, like I, when I cleaned out a house, like we found like some treasures in there. Like I found uh, a flag from the March on Washington. I found a whole bunch. Of, I mean, but she had she had old board games. Moses pelt. <laughs> she had Moses's pelt. <laughs> a howdy doody board game still in the box in the plastic. And oh, like, oh, that's valuable. Yeah. But she had all kinds of stuff like that. It was all just kinds of stuff that she just had collected. And then it was a lot of garbage. Yeah. Well, what, what was really weird is like you would you would see something you see like an old beat up pocketbook. And inside the pocketbook, there would be a purse. And inside the purse, there would be something else. And then it would be something wrapped in a paper towel. And then you open up that, and then you open up three other layers, and there would be like these these the these. golden turd. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, there would be like there would be like 
like a brand new antique watch. Mm. So we couldn't just throw a, everything a out. A brand new antique watch. Mm. An antique watch. Brand antique. Yeah. It was a brand antique. <laughs> Someone else has been getting very uh, okay. specific. <laughs> I don't, that was a good catch. Like what, what, so that was a good what's, catch. What's in these Heineken's? Is this smart juice? Hey, hold up a second. Is this smart juice? Because it got me thinking a whole fucking lot. i tell you what. I drank one. Of these. I was stupid before I drank this goddamn 0. 0.0. But now I'm thinking like NASA right now. You know what I'm talking about? I can go to the goddamn moon. I want to eat fucking Heineken 0.0 beers. Heineken 0.0. If you're fucking stupid, drink one. <laughs> You'll be a fucking genius. I tell you what. That is the commercial. That is. Oh. That is. Decoding 40. All right. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you log in your computers or on your newfangled phones and listen to us. At www.decoding40.com forward slash old man talk. Old man talk. Please tune in every Friday and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where we get it popping and we also make you laugh on the over there too. So come check us out. Follow us. Subscribe. Listen, learn, and laugh. We appreciate you guys listening. Tune in next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. We locked in. This is Decoding 40. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>